It's time for Real Estate Roundup. This is the time every single week we get together with noted real estate agent Terry Story. Terry is a 31-year veteran with Keller Williams located in Boca Raton, Florida. Welcome back to the show, Terry. Thanks for having me, Steve. So a lot of millennials are getting to an age where they're ready to buy a house, but they seem to be somewhat overwhelmed by the process. Yeah, and there's a lot of reasons for it, Steve. Really, it just comes down to education. They're just not informed. Mm -hmm. And... It's all part of the adulting. They got to go out and figure it out. Okay, boomer. But it's not really that hard. <laughs> Millennials listening, all you really need to do is, is get yourself connected with a good realtor who will put you in touch with a good lender or vice versa. Start with the lender, see what you qualify for, and get in touch with an agent. And then let them do the heavy lifting for you and guide you through the process. I think one of the problems is that They came up in an age of the 2008 housing crisis. That's right. And, you know, that creates a kind of an indelible stamp on your brain. It takes a while to have new experiences to kind of remove those old feelings. But there's some statistics here that 70% of millennials that were surveyed were familiar with the housing crisis. Among that group, Half of them said they knew a family or their own family had lost a home. Yep. About half said their growing up during the crisis made them more nervous to purchase a home. Sure. And 70% said they view the housing market as fragile. Yeah, it's amazing. And all of that is true, especially during that time frame. And there's never been anything like that. It's a mental skew. I don't know if that's really a term, but it's just because it makes up a large part of your experience at that age. It's sure. a formative age. I mean, I didn't really start thinking about money until I was in my late twenties. Right. You right. Know, and become aware of more politics and things like that. You know, this, it's just a kind of an aging thing anyway. And they should be purchasing. The interest rates are so well, incredibly low. It. Yeah. But they feel they're priced out of the market. And there's a lot of truth to that. But what I can say about that is if you get together with a mortgage person, you might find a way that it can become affordable. Mm-hmm. And to be real blunt about it, there's a lot of parental support. Okay. So how much do you see parents getting involved in the home buying process with millennials? What I see mostly, it's not that they're going around with them looking at the property per se, because that can be a disaster. What I see more so than anything else, they might be doing a gift loan. Here's a help for a down payment. Right, right. And okay. and that's not totally unusual. Mm-hmm. And that whether they're repaying it back or not, that's between the two of them. But that's not unusual because, you know, it's expensive. Why is it a disaster when the parents come, <laughs> come along? So I would say if you're going to be purchasing a property, anyone who's going to be part of the buying decision needs to be there from the very get-go. So what happens is, You're taking a couple along and you've shown them 35 million homes, every single property that's for sale, and they've narrowed it down to two. And then the parents come in and they're like, oh, we don't like these. You need to keep looking. Or they become somewhat of a quasi real estate expert because they've owned a couple of homes. Correct. Correct. And so as agents, a lot of times we cringe. But then some other times, some of the parents are helpful. Yeah. And very encouraging and understand the value of buying your first home. Yeah. You know, I'm especially with interest rates so low. I know. You know, it's cheaper to buy a home at a higher price at a lower interest rate than it is the other way around. And we talked about this 1% difference is 10% difference. In the home price. In the home price. Yeah. Well, the idea is people fixate on a price 
of the property. Yep. You know, you're right. It's 400,000 and that's a lot. But if interest rates in the meantime drop 1%, you could buy a $440,000 house. Right. And it pay the same amount. Right. And really, you have to look at the cost to purchase, not the price. The price is fungible because it's related to the cost of maintaining. That's why in the United States, really, and around the world, companies are buying other companies at very high prices. The stock market, companies are selling at high multiples to their earnings. Why? Because interest rates are so low that they can borrow so cheaply and the cost of paying more in terms of what a corporation has to pay to borrow is lower so they can pay more and that drives prices up. So as interest rates come down, it kind of creates an anti-gravity field around asset prices and prices go up. Now, the reverse is also true. I'm just giving a little lesson here. As interest rates rise, it acts to increase the gravity on asset prices And asset prices will come down. And that is something, you know, as I say this, it's also important to take into account if the price of the home that you're purchasing does come down, do you have enough equity or are you going to be in that home long enough to weigh out a cycle? So these are things you just have to take into consider. I I tell people you really shouldn't purchase a home unless you're planning to stay five years. Oh, that's that's my benchmark. It's a long-term and investment. It, might, it, it is a long-term investment. So if you don't have that kind of vision. Yeah. Then don't, then don't buy. Then don't buy. It's the same thing for investing in the stock market. I always ask, well, when do you think you'll want access to this money? I mean, if it's less than three years, it's not going in the stock market. Right. Even five years makes me kind of nervous. I want to be able to go through a complete cycle. Exactly. Because nobody knows what the market's going to do. So Really, 10 years, 20 years, a lifetime is really the answer to that. You know, the holding period is really forever, forever. in that sense. So that's something that is very important. So if you had a, a large mortgage, right, a little bit of equity, and the price of the property goes down, the price could be worth less than the outstanding mortgage. That's, that's called right. being upside down. Right. Correct. And it only matters if you can't if pay the mortgage. Well, right. and you can't, and you can't pay the, the mortgage. Payment. Sure. Right? Right. Other than that, it doesn't really matter, except it doesn't feel good. And then the other thing you have to think is if you don't own it and you want to live in that home, what is it costing you to rent it? Because we all have to have a roof under our heads, yes, right? Right. You're either buying it or you're renting it and somebody else is making the payments. I'm not sure I understand your point. Well, the point being, if you like this house and it's 500000 you're going to buy it for 500000 and your payments are 2500 yet same house, you could rent it from the landlord and it's going to cost you 3500 yeah, a month. Yeah, okay. What you're forgetting is the fact that that 2500 is really, let's say it includes taxes and insurance, right. but it's just the start. It is, <laughs> yes. It's just the start. New roof, new everything, new everything. Yeah, there's maintenance. Yeah, there's a lot of maintenance. My guest, as always, is Terry Story. We get the real story here from Terry's story. Terry is a 31-year veteran with Keller Williams located in Boca Raton and can be found at terrystory.com. Thanks, Terry. Thanks for having me, Steve.